thank you so much for tuning in to Yoga Journeys, a podcast focused on sharing and celebrating inspiring stories of transformation through the practice of yoga. I am your host, Katherine Kennedy. This podcast came about after having experienced my own transformation, growth, and healing through my yoga practice. I wanted to share these life-changing tools with others, so I became a yoga teacher after several years of training. Throughout my years of teaching and practicing, I've talked with many other practitioners and teachers and have heard so many of the same stories over and over again and wanted to create this platform for sharing those stories. I'm grateful to have Charlotte McFarlane as a guest this week on Yoga Journeys. Charlotte is a wellness coach who strives to create safe spaces for people to connect with the divine, to heal, to grow in self-love and experience joy. She has been teaching yoga and offering Reiki for the last six years and is beginning to add in elements of Ayurveda and fitness to create a well-rounded offering. So thank you so much, Charlotte, for taking the time to share your story today. I'm grateful for, for you taking the time to talk about your transformation, healing, and growth through your practice of yoga. So how about we get started with you talking about how you got into yoga in the first place? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for asking me to come on. This is my first time ever doing a podcast. So um, yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, so let's see, when I tell my story about how I got into yoga, it, I think it's kind of funny because the first time I ever took a yoga class was with a friend. And I was kind of like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> and I wasn't like super into it. Like I took one class with her and, and she wasn't teaching. We just went together. Um, and then I didn't do it again for a while. Um, and then I actually was um, in a really abusive relationship and, you know, mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff. But the mental stuff was what made me feel like I needed to fix something because you know it always is like it's my fault right so luckily I went to a self-help section of borders and I found um a book on meditation so I started meditating because I was like I just got to get myself better so this won't keep happening with this person and I got to make it work um and then that you know led me into the physical practice of yoga as well so I really came into it through meditation and it was really amazing because it just, you know, rather than me continuing to take the blame, it made me realize like, I'm not happy in this relationship and this is not working for me and I deserve better <laughs> kind of thing. So, you know, I kind of had to get into this terrible place in order to find yoga and meditation and then it got me out of it and it's continued to help me, you know, over the years still work through that and then, you know, other, um, traumas throughout my life and you know confusion with my upbringing <laughs> and stuff like that so it's just it's been a really wonderful tool to help um you know handle the stress of life in general and to really be able to be reflective and understand why I act certain ways why I do certain things that I do and then be able to to shift and change that so I can actually move towards being the person that I really want to be. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I got started. Um, 
so I started practicing a lot after after I got out of that relationship and I knew I wanted to teach like right away because I was like wow this completely shifted my life and like you know I was thinking positively so a lot of positive things were happening um I was like wow this is just really amazing but I was in college at the time um getting my associate's degree for education actually I was going to teach English and I really wanted to go to India to do my first yoga teacher training and it was always during the school year so I couldn't really do it right away but eventually um you know I I continued on to try to get my bachelor's and then I was just like I don't know why I'm pursuing my plan B when plan A is really that I want to teach yoga and share this and this is what I'm passionate about so essentially I dropped out of school and went to India <laughs> and uh, got my first 200 hour yoga teacher training, which was amazing. Got to live in an ashram for a month and um, just really eye-opening and, and whatnot. Um, and then I came back to the States to, to bring this back um, to people and share it. And the style of yoga was like, I really loved it, but they were like, beginners can do hands, uh, headstands and shoulder stands and like that's how you teach it and that's not really true <laughs> for who I was working with at least so like my first few months teaching I was like oh man I, don't, I gotta switch this up um so I did and that that was great you know I was able to sort of make it my own um and that and then you know kept digging in deeper of what I really want to offer and you know I'm still it's still evolving and I'm always still figuring it out but so then I moved on to doing a yin yoga teacher training or yeah I guess it was a teacher training I don't know, certification it was like 40 hours um so I did that and trauma sensitive yoga training because I was like I really want to help people work through their stuff and um you know, find healing through this practice. And then another 200 hour uh, teacher training at Kripalu as well, which really helped me um, kind of hone in on how I want to teach and what I want to teach. Um, and again, I'm still, it's still being molded and perfected or whatever, you know, but yeah, so I've been um, teaching like primarily hands off because I realized that I really didn't care to go to yoga classes that much because the people wouldn't ask permission to give me hands-on assists and my background makes me not really like that <laughs> very much so yeah so I don't I don't really do hands-on assists I'm very verbal and you know the essence of my practice really is to like to tune into yourself and to listen to your body and trust yourself and to find a space where you can accept who you are and really based around creating this safe space to like fall in love with yourself again because I think most of us sort of have this um I don't know we're always looking to better ourselves and it kind of makes us focus on the things that aren't quite good enough right so it's good to better yourself but you gotta also appreciate where you are now and that's always something I'm working on too but <laughs> yeah so I really, really appreciate the idea of your wanting to provide a safe space for the people that you work with, uh, as well as for yourself and acknowledging the fact that when you go to a class, you don't want to have that touch piece, especially with the background. And, and I can attest to that too. Like when I go to a class, if somebody doesn't ask me first, 
it puts you in a really awkward position because then obviously you have the the space around you as a as a sort of pressure like everybody else is doing it so why you know that type of space so i really appreciate that and then also the idea of like that self-trust that self-acceptance mm-hmm. and having that be a mantra through how you talk with the people that you work with it's really a beautiful practice mm-hmm. um i want to jump back to when you first started because i think that I mean, and, and it sounds like this was in your own practice where you like went to the yoga classes and you're just like, why am I here? <laughs> what is this going to do for me? Um, or like in, even in meditation when you get started. So when you got started, you said the first kind of entry was through meditation. What did your practice look like when you first started out? Hmm. So I think I got, it was, I think the book was called like 10 Weeks of Mindfulness. So. Um, so it was a lot of just trying to like use like sounds to make me come back to my breath. So things kind of throughout the day and then a short like seated meditation practice where I just simply count breaths. That's like, that's how I started and tried to quiet my mind. I mean, that was pretty much the essence of it is like come back to the breath, be here in the moment and let go of all the chatter. And that's still very much what I, I kind of do now anyways, you know. Um, but yeah, so it was just really short, like five, ten minute sessions here and there. And then using um, like certain sound triggers, like, I don't know, flushing the toilet or something like that to be like, take a deep breath and just be here for a moment and let go of whatever, you know, thoughts are there sort of thing. Um, and then I did... Um, also join a meditation group um at a local uh studio which was really nice because that got me to um you know learn a little bit more about ways i could try to deepen my meditation practice um to increase my length of length duration of focusing you know so that was really nice and then that gave me the community piece which was really important being in an abusive relationship where there was a lot of isolation suddenly had like people around me doing the same kind of stuff you know um yeah so that's really how the how i started with the meditation and what that that looked like and then i think i got a little more into the yoga the physical yoga asana practice kind of simultaneously but more so after doing some of the meditation um and that just really helped me And this was, I actually primarily did all of this stuff like at home. I didn't really attend many classes at that time. Um, So it was just like, I got a a yoga book and tried to follow the the postures and whatnot, which I think is also maybe part of the reason why I feel like, um, you know, I think hands-on assists are really great, but I think there's also a lot of room to just really trust your body because, I mean, I did it for a long time and I didn't injure myself and, you know, and like, and in my um, trauma sensitive yoga training, I remember talking with the the teacher about that and, and he was like, yeah, I've, you know, I've taught hundreds of people and I never do hands-on assists and nobody ever gets injured, you know? I think that's kind of where that was, that was sort of born from for me is that, you know, I did all this stuff at home and gave my body the time to figure out how to get there without myself without me pushing myself into it like it needs to be this way and even though it might hurt a little bit or you know be uncomfortable so 
it was nice to to take that like slow progression into finding out like simple poses like downward facing dog you know and nobody there fixing me up or whatever <laughs> kind of thing but I found my way into it and my body loosened up and and it gave me that confidence to really trust myself and and my process and my body and everything so and just to go back to kind of what you were saying with the the hands-on assists like um I always feel like the yoga asana practice is also supposed to be a meditative space right and if you're getting into that space and then someone comes up and touches you you're immediately taken out of it so that's another another aspect that i always think of when it comes to um deciding not to do the hands-on assist i like to do them i'll do them in private yoga sessions because we can talk there's like an open dialogue the whole time and it's really about you know deepening the physical practice so but when you have an open class and there's 10 people or whatnot it's really challenging to do that and i i don't feel or believe that i can look at someone's body and be like you should move it this way because i don't know what you're feeling without asking you you know i can assume but everybody's body is made very differently so i actually i loved that you said the piece about being in your space when you're in your meditative space in your asana and you're really learning in that time frame how to trust yourself and how to trust your own body awareness and build that body awareness. And then as soon as somebody comes in and basically with a, and it could be a gentle assist, whatever, but even that gentle assist, it, it like you said, it brings you out, but it also gets you starting to not trust yourself in how you're doing things. And going back to what you said about not being enough, like, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this perfectly. There is a perfect way to do this. So it's, it's, I find it really interesting the way that you said that because it, it is that. It's like, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. You know, it's all of a sudden this like judgment and maybe they don't mean it to be that way. Maybe they just mean it as like a supportive space. But, but at the same time, like you're internalizing it as holy moly, like I've been doing it wrong this whole time and like, <laughs> you know, and like lack of trust and like, here we go. Here's the downward spiral into like, <laughs> I'm not good enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that like, you know, some people love hands-on assists and, you know, every once in a while, like I will enjoy one because I know it's always coming out of a space of, well, 99% of the time coming out of a space of like love and actually, you know, just trying to help you feel something in your, in your body. And it can be really, really delightful. Um, but yeah, I mean, you never know if somebody's going to have that internal dialogue. I actually, I do want to tell you a story about, um, I took a Ashtanga yoga class, my first Ashtanga yoga class when I was in India. <laughs> and, and I just got a tattoo on my side as well. And, uh, this teacher, this, this male teacher, like he seemed so angry the whole entire class that he was leading. And he did very physical hands-on assists in like every posture. And I had just done a month of doing yoga, like six hours a day, like physical yoga. So I wasn't like, I was pretty good, you know, like I was pretty flexible, feeling good about that. And he was just coming over and like manhandling me like every time. And I was just like, 
wow, like, I, I actually just laid down halfway through the practice, and I was like, you're gonna break me, man, like, I, my body does not go that way yet, so that's, you know, I think that's a very unique experience, but, um, but yeah, I think that also kind of put me in that, like, hmm, <laughs> that didn't quite feel right to just have, like, that constant um, adjustment sort of thing, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I, um, my husband actually follows, uh, you might know him, Matthew Remsky, who just kind of broke open, like the whole idea of pushing ourselves beyond what we can handle. And, and also the, the guru type mentality of like, this is how we do things and the hands on assists that go way beyond hands on assists, like that kind of, uh, um, disrespectful and also assault type of, of space. And, you know, with a background of trauma, that's not a place that you want to be going, especially in, in a space that's supposed to be healing, you know? Um, so I, I, I do, I a hundred percent agree. It's just like this, you're trying to cultivate a space for yourself, a safe space for yourself. And when that type of thing happens, it's, it's really disconcerting at times. And, especially for new people wanting to come into it, you know, you do want to define your space and to build that trust in yourself to be able to do these things and to heal yourself and to grow and transform in ways that make sense for you that are meaningful for you. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think that's one thing that's really important for people just coming into a yoga practice to, to know or acknowledge is that like, you might not vibe with every teacher. So, you know, I think a lot of people, sometimes they'll just go to a class, like they'll go to a, a power vinyasa or something. And they're like, Oh man, <laughs> like that stuff's hard. It's hard for me. And I do yoga all the time, you know? Um, and it might just not be what they need right now. There's so many types of yoga and there's so many types of yoga teachers that like, if you just keep trying out different areas, you're going to find one that really resonates with you and a teacher that can really, um, you know, help you grow in the way that is supportive for your path. So, um, yeah, whether it be about the hands-on assist or the style of teaching or, you know, whatever it is. So there's, I mean, there's thousands of types of yoga now. So it's something for everybody, really. So I know that we've talked a little bit about where you've been with, with your yoga journey and what I'd like you to focus on now as we get ready to close everything out is where do you see your practice taking you? Where do you see those areas of transformation, healing, and growth as you work on your own practice as well as you bringing it to other people around you in your community? Mm. Yeah, so... So one of the things, um, I'm actually currently in school studying Ayurveda, which is really awesome. Um, so that's helping me kind of um, deepen my personal practice and my offerings with other people, because when I can work on with them one-on-one, -on -one, I can look at more aspects than just like physical asanas and whatnot. Like I can really start to connect with them and find... Um, you know, more ways, more deeper ways of healing. That's really just going to be specific to them. Um, and for myself and I, you know, I've been studying it for a little while and I won't, I'll be honest, I haven't put a lot, ton of it into practice for myself, but like I need to, and I'm feeling it and 
I'm like starting to, I'm getting little things here and there. <laughs> um, but so that's, so that's a big step for me is, is adding in the, um, like nutrition and health piece of yoga and making it sort of, a you know, a whole offering. And, um, I've also been just recently kind of got involved in a new fitness program too, because I was, um, this past year, just before I had my son was experiencing a little depression and, you know, I had all these yoga tools and was like, I need to do yoga. It's totally going to make me feel better. This is my first experience with depression too. And I really just, it was like, I, I couldn't do it, you know? So I totally understand that now. Um, you know, I never could never really wrap my mind around that before, but then actually being in that experience, um, it was like, you know, I, I know all the stuff that I need to do, but it's just getting there. Um, but anyways, I found this, um, this fitness program that got me moving again. It gave me something like really structured and like simple basically. Um, and that actually totally released me from, from that, like being stuck in, not being able to, to help myself anymore. Right. So that's been, been a big piece and I'm starting to kind of offer that to people as well. So, um, so I call my business, I guess you would call it or thing, I don't know, <laughs> um, magic mama movement. So, um, you know, I'm really just trying to create this like whole offering where, I can help people, you know, find, um, that self-love again through physical movement, whether it be an exercise program with the added benefit of, you know, yoga, that's going to be specially tailored to them knowing their constitution because of Ayurveda, maybe adding in herbs and diet stuff and, and whatnot. So just, you know, creating something kind of complete and definitely also um very much based in like spirituality too because that is a something i'm super passionate about and um really love so you know ritual meditation and all that kind of stuff um so that's where i see things going and they are they're moving in that way you know i'm taking the steps um and the, the picture is really still unfolding so we'll see what happens you know i i have a tendency to like want to do a lot of things <laughs> and dabble in a lot of things. Like I also make prayer beads and like I've thought about starting a blog, like I kind of have a blog started, but then like, you know, I don't know. I have two babies under two years old right now. And I'm like, okay, how am I fitting all of this stuff in? Um, so yeah. And like, and especially with where I'm at now with, you know, being a, a fairly new mother, my daughter's about to turn two and my son is almost six months old, really wanting to help other mothers. Cause this stage is really hard. <laughs> like it's insane. And there's just not, um, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of spaces for women with really young kids to get out and have time for themselves or to take care of themselves or to even just like socialize in a way and to get yeah, that, that self-care and that self-love. Like a lot of people really lose themselves in, in parenting. And that's what I was feeling when I, I got started getting really depressed as I was like totally losing myself. I wasn't teaching at that time. Like that's a vital part for me is like, 
I need to keep teaching. <laughs> it, yeah, it's totally um, huge for me. So, so yeah, I just, I really see myself moving into like, you know, helping, helping other moms, helping, you know, people who have experienced um, trauma throughout their lives, just finding that place where they can really, um, you know, dig into that and connect to whatever their higher power is, like, um, you know, great spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, um, just tapping into that and feeling held by it and, you know, allowing themselves to, to really deeply heal and to appreciate what they've gone through, what they're going through and, and utilizing it as a tool of growth, you know, and then adding in all those other pieces to, to, you know, have a healthy body and a healthy mind and live life joyfully, really. You know, I think so many of us are just like really caught in this, I don't know, cycle of not, of just like, just doing whatever we have to do to get through the day, you know, and like just take a moment to look outside and enjoy what's around you to really be present with the people that are in your life, you know, that kind of stuff. And and I feel like yoga really um, makes that possible. It gives you that tool to just like slow down every once in a while, at the very least, if not every day. <laughs> um, yeah, to just really live in love and enjoy and um, just be content and happy and open and aware and, you know, all, all the good things. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the space that you're cultivating is full of your passion. And I know that you said that you have like a bunch of different things that you love to do. And it's like, I feel like another thing that our society kind of does to us is it kind of pigeonholes us into this is the way that you should be. This is the direction that you should go. You should only have one passion. And I mean, this was what was happening to me before I made a shift in my own life. And it sounds like you did the same thing where you're like, I'm on plan B. I did not want to do this. <laughs> so I'm going to go into plan A. Like it's that kind of thing where I think our society kind of pigeonholes us and says, you need to do this one thing for the rest of your life and you just got to do it and whatever, like if you don't love it, whatever, <laughs> like it's, it's what it is. So, um, and which is one of my least favorite, <laughs> least favorite quotes. It's like, it is what it is. No, it's not. If it yeah. does, if you don't want it to be, you can change. Like <laughs> there's like, there's a, such a state of stagnancy when I hear that, 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 you know, phrase, not to say that, you know, things like not being comfortable with the way things are. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like, it's almost like this, there's no way to change or, you know, that type of mentality. But I feel like with regard to your connection to your passions, I see all of those things kind of bubbling up in the way that you're sharing this community of support around something that you were struggling with in your own experience. And I think that is the beauty of, of these yoga journeys is that it shows you that everybody struggles. And through that struggle is this space of cultivation of needing to change and knowing that your awareness is bringing you back to your passion areas and 
you know, really cultivating that space of growth and healing in order to transform into a space of, you know, making sure that your, your passions are growing into the space that you want to cultivate. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Our society definitely, like, has a pretty lame roadmap. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. You know, there's, like, all these tiny boxes to fit into. And, and yeah, there's so much more. And it is, it is, like, refreshing to, I don't know, look at life in that way of, like, you know, I don't have to be doing this forever. You know, I don't have to commit to that. It's just for as long as I'm passionate about it and it's feeding my soul and helping other people. Like that's, that's great. Cause for me personally thinking about doing anything for like 30, 40 years, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, except yoga actually, like that is exciting to me because it's always evolving and changing and there's different things to do with it. So, um, yeah. So it's just mi mixing it all together and finding the right, like, combination that's really gonna um be powerful for for other people and everything too so yeah <laughs> awesome well i want to take this moment to thank you so much for sharing all of your story as well as your new community that you're creating through your magic mama movement i'm looking forward to seeing more uh, coming out of that. And also whenever you're wanting to share more, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, thank you so much, Charlotte. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode of Yoga Journeys, inspiring stories of transformation, growth, and healing. We'll have another episode ready for you soon, but until then, I hope you have a wonderful day.